Hey there, party people. Welcome back to the Fireside Chat on 86.5 The Vibe. It's your boy Jack EC. And Shade. And his boy Shade. And thank you for joining us today. We know it's been a while. Shade was a little bit busy with his show and the production team works both events. So we took a little bit of time off. Figured we'd, you know, just sit back until... Well, election day. Being said, we hope you all are well. Shade, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. It's good to hear. I personally am doing great myself. You've been drinking your water? I have not had a single ounce of water today. Not a single ounce? Not even a quarter of an ounce of water today. Oh no, that's not good. Too busy watching the election? Yep, you know that that's right. Too busy watching the election. Okay, so what are your thoughts? Well, um, I think it's pretty obvious who our winner is. I don't want to definitely declare it. I don't want to jinx anything. Um, declare it. I declared it last week. Yeah, but you know, the whole knock on wood, just in case, it's probably going to be Joe Biden. I told y'all last week, Trump wasn't going to win in Michigan. He wasn't going to win in Wisconsin, and he probably wasn't going to win in Pennsylvania, and here we are. If Wisconsin somehow in the recount manages to flip, we it's are not, screwed. It's not close but enough. It's it's not. I wish it – I mean, I don't want to say I wish it were. I, I, what I should say is I wish it were going to be interesting and the recount were going to matter, but or was going to matter, but – yeah, I can I can see by the way, like the numbers are, it's just it's not close enough. Like how many votes do you think they get, you know, a few wrong, like, oh, they voted for Joe, we actually put them for Trump. Oh, they voted for Trump, we accidentally put them for Joe. Yeah. Yeah, a recount doesn't change. A recount might help if you were within a thousand votes or something. Yeah. Trump Trump ain't within a thousand in no. Michigan, not Wisconsin. No, sir. So Pennsylvania right now, they're uh they're still waiting on Philadelphia, oddly enough. And so, yeah, I think Trump is ahead by 2% now with 20% of the vote still out. I think he's done in Pennsylvania, too. I don't know what you think about that, Shade. I actually think he's going to get Pennsylvania. I just don't see Scranton's favorite son doing them dirty. Or Maybe not. Dirty. Maybe like, not. But... I didn't see it last week. I just, I don't see it. Like, really? Like, he's from Tri-State, and Tri-State is going to show him that disrespect? Like, I don't buy it. I... But either way, he's not getting to 270. Even the ones that we project will win, plus Pennsylvania, if you added that in there as well, he would only get to about 267. There's no chance that he can actually win. Do you have him winning Arizona? Do you have Trump coming back in Arizona? No, I don't. It looks bleak. What about... Uh, that would be the only way. What he about would have Nevada? To win. He would have to win Arizona and Nevada in order for this to actually happen. Do you think he can come back in Nevada? No, I don't. He's Dude, really he's close. the only thing left. No, seven thousand. He's only down seven thousand. The only thing left is Las Vegas. That's true. Yeah, Las Vegas is all liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I was looking at a map and I was like, he's only down seven thousand. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. I was like, but that's a steep. Like they're asking for like, so they're asking for a miracle. They really they're asking for they're asking for something huge to be done. 
Do you think uh, Do you think he holds on in North Carolina? Yeah, he'll probably get North Carolina. I'm assuming he will. I don't think so. Really? I just Okay, so here's the thing. They just elected their Democratic governor. Oh, did they? I could I not, not imagine them. Yeah, I couldn't imagine them after Tom Tillis came out and was like, you need to vote for me as a check on they a didn't take Trump Tillis. presidency. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, I I'm can't imagine surprised. them leaving both Trump and Tillis in or like North Carolina going that way. I think North Carolina has a lot of young people. What if they took out Tillis because they like Donald Trump? Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I think Joe Biden might catch him in North Carolina too. I'm optim. I, that's more of an optimistic thing. I just have a hard time thinking to myself, "Wow, Republicans didn't lose a single Senate seat." Like after everything that happened. These last two to four years, Tom Tillis, Susan Collins, like, everybody's back. And I have a hard time imagining that being the case, like the Republican Party taking almost no damage from Donald Trump. No, I can see them not taking any short-term damage. Long-term damage, like I said, I think if you look at, like, like there's people, there's little kids on TikTok, you know, little high schoolers talking about some please vote. I can't. You need to vote for me. Four years, they can vote. Four years, their little brothers can vote, you know, or four years or eight years, their little brothers can vote. And so, yeah, 2028, 2032, I see, you know, the real uh, damage from the Trump presidency coming to coming to a head. But at the same time, I really don't know. If that makes sense, Shade, because a lot of the time, you know, as young people come in, older people, you know, kind of forgive the conservative party for what it's done in the past. Whether it was, you know, fighting for segregation, you know, 40, 50 years ago to their views on, you know, I I think that, you know, as people get older, you know, 35, 40 years old, you know, they were liberals for a long time, but slowly they start to, you know, turn more conservative. And I think that, I don't know. Do you think the Republican Party will, if Trump loses, do you think they'll get rid of Trumpism? Trumpism? In the sense, like, the Republican Party was, the Republican Party used to be the Republican Party of, like, the Bushes, right? Like, that gentility, like, you look at the way, like, Bush was, or McCain, or um, what was their nominee? Who was their nominee in 2012? Romney. And now you've entered like a new cycle of republicanism. Do you think that this new re- this new cycle is here to stay for a while? Well, you know, I'd have to buy into the idea of an ism, if you will. Um, I would have to say that this is just, a, I guess, a trend. It's not going to last, if, if that answers your question, basically. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's like anything else. They'll go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. Really? Well, Why? I mean, it might I mean, have a okay. lasting effect, but I don't well, think they're going to. let me ask gonna... you this. Is Trump, when he loses the election, is he going to lose his Twitter? Like, are we going to get that man off Twitter? Do you think he's going to go to jail? <laughs> 
No, but even no, if he, even if he does, jail. I bet you any amount of money he'll be tweeting from jail somehow, some way. They they, they give they treat the wealthy different in prison than they do. Like if I they, have to wonder if they send what, him to jail, they're gonna send him to like house jail. What or does happen to Donald Trump when he's no longer president? What what do we do? Yeah, I think a lot of folks weren't ready to imagine this. The one I think that he's gonna be president from the outside if that makes sense like similar to how in england like you have like the leader of like the opposition and like they always talk about like oh if we were in power we would be doing this or this should be being done differently or this or that yeah i think so trump, is, gonna I think like trump is gonna stay on his twitter lead. and yeah i think trump is gonna stay on his twitter i think most republicans are loyal to trump i think Right now, you know, Lou Dobbs just said on Fox News that Republicans ought to go to Philly. So could, Republicans ought to surround Philly. Like, could Donald they're, loyal, Trump, they're loyal to Trump. Could Donald Trump run in 2024? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Interesting. He could hmm. definitely run in 2024. Wow. And I actually question whether, and I'm not sure how... Like if the Supreme Court has ruled on this before, what the case would be. But I would wonder. I would wonder. Say he did win in 2020, if he could run in 2020. Uh, oh, I guess. Never mind. I was gonna say the Constitution says you're limited to two terms or ten years, and so I guess technically that would be a third term. If you were to run again. Did you say or ten years? Yeah. So you're limited to say, say like Donald Trump. Remember we were talking about how. Remember when he had COVID and people were like, oh, what happens if something happens to him? Or right now, like, folks are talking about how old Joe Biden is. If Joe Biden or Donald Trump were to pass between 2021 and 2022, their vice president would get three or would get more than two years in oh, office. And thus, I it would see. be considered their term. And I then, see. So, yeah, so you can't have more than 10 years. So, I guess... You can only, yeah, I was going to say. So if they to, happen to die in the first year. If you, they happen, yeah, if something happens early, it counts as your presidency, like your term. Yeah. If something happens in the latter half, you were completing them, and then you can run yourself twice. Gotcha. So you could even still run twice, but you'd only be able to be president for like a year or two on the Well, that's what I was going to say is I wonder if Trump would try and make that argument. Oh, I can run a third time and win. I just have to resign before the 10-year mark so I can take my entire 10 years. Huh. No, but it says two terms. Oh, I wonder. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the Supreme Court would be like, ha, that's foolish. But (laughs) (laughs) But at at the same time, I mean, a lot of this has been foolish. Trump told them they need to stop counting votes. Now, at the particular time, he said he told them in Pennsylvania to stop counting votes. At the particular time, if everywhere in the country stopped counting votes, Joe Biden would have been president. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh, let the votes count. Like, right now, you're, like, he's ahead in Pennsylvania. He's like, stop counting those. But you're down in Michigan, you're down in Wisconsin, you're down in Arizona, and you're down in um, Nevada. Right now, if they stop counting votes right this second, Joe Biden is president. Yeah. And he's like, stop counting votes. So, my point is, is logic there might be a little bit 
In I a way, don't know. I'm kind of surprised though. Like I don't, I don't blame him for not taking it well or accepting it. Rather, would be the better way to put that. But you know, I, I'm not surprised because this is who he is. But yeah. at this and the ego there, like, oh, I can't believe I lost. Blah blah blah. But. No, the tough matter the tough matter of facts are everything happening is legitimate. And if you're someone who is working right now in the pandemic, you would know that things have been things have been generally speaking, things have been delayed. I work I'm working at the SAT, the ACTs this Saturday. I do that every I do that every other Saturday. And before the pandemic we would get started by, I think, 8.30. We would be done. We would have every single person out the building before 1 o'clock. Now, we're lucky if we start by 9.30. There's some people there until 2, 2.30. Like, the whole thing, the whole process is delayed. Like, everything about it. And so, you have all these extra mail-in ballots. And you have some places who said the mail-in ballots can't be counted until... Like, I think um, Pennsylvania said that. The mail-in ballots can't be counted until the polls close, right? Normally, most states say that. You know, you can't count. You can't start counting the ballots until the polls are closed. This time around, there's so many mail-in ballots. This time around, you have a bunch of people who normally would go out and they love democracy and they want to help with the polls. They're in their house scared. You don't have as many poll workers this year. They had to shut down polls in a lot of places. And so it's just, it's the coronavirus. It is what it is. And we knew it was going to take a long time to count these votes. And if everybody asked for a recount, which Donald Trump already has in Wisconsin, and I'm sure he will again in Michigan, it's going to take even longer to determine who the next president is. So I think that it's really silly on either side to question the legitimacy of the, of the results. You know, people would say, oh, question everything, question everything. I don't know. Like I said, I think that's dangerous. I mean, if you're going to question the legitimacy of an election, I mean, why, why have an election? Why don't we just have a dictator or better yet, have anarchy? Every man for themselves out there. I don't know. So I have a question for you, actually. Okay, go ahead. Shoot. All right. So... W- Assuming that Biden is our new president, what do you think this is going to mean for our foreign affairs? What do you think this is going to mean for the country as far as projecting to other people outside our country as well? Well, I think, one, a lot of countries around the world would say sanity prevailed. The tough matter of facts are the American president has always been more dignified and you know more intelligent or at least they've been portrayed and they've been viewed like than the american stereotype donald trump like is the perfect american stereotype he is loud he doesn't know any of the rules he's overweight like he doesn't know 95 percent of the time i don't think he really knows what he's talking about he's a great salesman donald trump is a great salesman 
But Donald Trump, I don't think Donald Trump is a great statesman. I don't think Donald. I don't think. I think. And I think that's a fair statement to make. I think like when Donald no, Trump. No, it is. I think when Donald Trump first got in office, I'll never forget he violated the one China policy, and I was reading about it and I just burst out laughing. I was like, he doesn't understand why any of that stuff is in place and why it is the way it is. Like, and so like around the world, people look at that and they're like, oh well, here we go. It's one of those yeehaw cowboys. And so I think I think around the world people will be relieved. I think as far as from a, a international foreign policy standpoint, I think that you'll see American leadership where the leadership seem to pull back in the sense if you're looking at like environmentalism. I believe hmm. we'll get back in the Paris Climate Accords. I believe that. I don't know. That would be good. That would be real good. It would be interesting to see. I've also heard people. If we get back in the Iran deal, hmm. that was a signature of Obama. Trump, I guess, withdrew us from it. Iran started back making nuclear weapons, so or allegedly started back. I don't know. You so I've heard people more. say that they feel that this is going to basically be Obama's third term. What What would you say to that? Well, yeah, I would say that. So first and foremost, I would say. And this is something that we haven't gotten to yet. But I think more likely than not, Republicans are going to keep control of the Senate. And what that means is that a lot of stuff ain't going to get done. And so when you talk about Obama's third term, nobody should forget how his second one was. Filled with gridlock. Nothing got done. You had a Democratic Senate with pick up a ton of Republican votes and pass an immigration bill just for House Republicans to look at it and spit on it. And so my point is, is like you talk about being Obama's third term. There's going to be a lot of fighting about repealing Obamacare. Obamacare is probably not going to be repealed. You're probably going to see shutdowns. You honestly, you, I'm not going to say the people of Maine, I don't want to hear a single person in Maine cry about a shutdown, but you voted for Joe Biden to be president and Susan Collins to be your senator. So you voted, I'm not going to say you voted for a shutdown, but you definitely voted for gridlock because bipartisanism and compromise is dead, which is one of the things, one of the main reasons it's going to look a lot like an Obama presidency is because it's going to be a lot of executive orders, you know, to go around Congress, which is what Obama, which is what Obama was good at. I don't want to say that was the only thing he was good at, but that was one of the things Obama was good at. And if you all noticed Everybody talked about how Trump spent a lot of time trying to destroy the Obama legacy. And a lot of the Obama legacy was executive orders. So you had Obama put in executive orders. You had Trump take away those executive orders, you know, and rewrite them, get rid of them, resend them. And you're going to have Biden, who agrees with most of what Obama did, if not all of it. You're going to have a Biden who re-signs all of those back into law. Uh, unilaterally the same way that it was done unilaterally by his two predecessors and so yeah I would say that it's going to look to answer your question I would say it's going to look like a, a lot like Obama 3.0 it's just not going to be as smooth and it's not going to be as quick on its feet but I hope that answers your question oh, perfectly 
But yeah, a large number of people actually voted for Joe Biden, vote for Republican congressman. Now here's my question for you, Shane. If you did that, do you believe that they were voting for, do you believe that that was a way to vote for compromise? I'm going to vote for a Democrat at the White House. I'm going to vote for a Republican in Congress. You know, in my personal opinion, I feel what I'm feeling from a lot of people is they don't want a lot of change. They want the government, for the most part, to stay the same. They just don't want Donald Trump there. That's, from the most part, what I'm kind of hearing from people. There are, of course the giant swarms of people who really like Donald Trump there. But even then, I think it's more about stability. For the most part, we haven't seen a lot of changes in the Senate. Some, not a lot. And even then, I think for the most part, it's like people want a little bit of sense of stability, familiarity, and maybe they just want to see what Joe Biden would do with what is essentially the same government that's you know, that's it is it's the exact same government and the answer is probably nothing but you had nancy put like a 3.5 a three trillion dollar plus coronavirus package and you had mitch respond with 0.5 and then the two of them just look at each other i mean i'm gonna keep it a whole stack with you shane i don't think the american people can be mad if they don't get coronavirus relief you like don't think the, that Biden's going to do something about that? I don't think. I'm not sure that he can unless, you know. The executive order, he probably could. Trump tried the executive order route, and that's, it's not legally, it's not legally permit. it's not even fathomable because the executive doesn't have that kind of, like the states don't have that kind of money, and the executive doesn't have that kind of money. That's fair. So they yeah. needed, they definitely needed Congress's help. But I just, I don't think you can be mad at the shutdowns. I don't think you can be mad at anything because, like, like you just talked about, we're going back to Obama 3.0. Yep. And so, and one thing about divided government is, and I have to give Republicans credit for this, when it was unilateral Republican control, there were no shutdowns. When it was unilateral Democratic control, there were no shutdowns. It's only under divided government that they can't seem that they can't seem to figure it out. And so, and furthermore, I would say, think about it. If you're Nancy Pelosi, you lost a couple seats in the house, but you gained the white house. Why should you change your methods? If you're Mitch McConnell, they talked about a blue wave. What blue wave? That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that needs to be talked about this election. What blue wave? What happened in Florida? Yeah, what did happen in Florida? Like, there's supposed to be this blue wave. Things look worse in Florida than they did in 2016. There's a blue wave. I don't think they flipped, like I said, a single Senate seat. Iowa, Joni Ernst is fine already. They say Susan Collins is fine in Maine. Lindsey Graham. Remember we were talking about somebody asked if Jamie Harrison could win? Hell no. He got blown out. Like... He got destroyed. I'm mad we even answered that question on the air. That went so poorly. Like CBS was talking about, um, I think it was last night, about how the overwhelming um, 
like Cuban population in Florida is very anti-communist. They're very anti-socialist. And that they feel that maybe that played a large role in the way that Florida turned. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I'm not sure. So, yes, that it, the, the first part of that is true. But then my thing, my question would be, if you know what communism is, and allegedly the Cubans in Florida do, because they're all from Cuba, communist Cuba, they know what that looks like. They know what they've seen, what Bernie looks like. And then they've seen what Joe Biden looks like. And if you're that scared of communism, that it drives you to vote for Donald Trump. I really don't know what to tell you. So that's, that's what I would say. But I mean, like I said, I don't, I really don't know what you can do about that. I think I told you, uh, I think I said on the air before that I thought Florida was going to go Republican. Did I not? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't see that changing for the time being. I just, like I said, Florida's demographics aren't what you would want it to be. Like you said, you talked about the larger Cuban population there. I think if I'm a Democrat, I'm more interested. If I'm a Democrat, I'm more interested in Georgia than I am Florida. As of right now, that's a hot take. But in 2018, Georgia was just as close as Florida. In 2018, I mean, in 2020, Georgia, Georgia, I believe Georgia's going to stick with the Republicans this time around. It's very, very close. Have you been keeping up? No, I haven't seen Georgia. It seems like it was the same as yesterday. Yeah, it's like getting really, it's getting really, really too close for comfort. I, once again, Joe Biden doesn't need it, so I don't think it's, even if it was going to go, it's not even one of those things I'm really looking at. But my point is, if I was a Democrat, I would talk more about how we've got a much better shot in Georgia, I would argue, going forward than we do in Florida. Yeah, probably. And that would be me. I would talk about how we can turn the suburbs and how if we can turn out the vote in... uh, in places like Atlanta and places like Augusta, we'd probably have, you know, a, a really good shot. I just, I don't know why. I just do not see Florida. I don't see Florida swinging. I see Ohio has an ability to swing. I think that if, I don't think that Joe Biden was the right candidate to win Ohio. I think Bernie Sanders probably would have beaten Trump in Ohio, to be honest with you. I don't know. How do you think? Okay, let me ask you this. Someone asked us this. How do you think Bernie would have done in comparison to Joe Biden? Ooh, well, you know, that's actually a hard one to say. So with, I'm assuming, AOC being the... No, AOC couldn't be his running mate. No? She's not old enough. Oh, she's not. No, oh, okay. Who do you think the running mate would be? Because that determines a lot. Uh, let's just assume Kamala Harris, just to keep it. Okay, same. Oh, well, you know, honestly, that's a pretty strong team. I'm not going to lie. I would have been more comfortable with that. I know that in myself personally. I think he would have done 
overwhelmingly well with the millennial population, for sure. Yeah, I think I think if it were Bernie, Bernie outperforms he outperforms Biden and Trump in Michigan, in Wisconsin. He does much better in the Midwest, including Ohio. The debates would have been very different as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I feel like, and Democrats didn't really learn this from 2016, like at all. And it's actually rather frustrating. They haven't learned that nobody cares about how bad Donald Trump is. They can hear it every night on the news. They don't want to hear that from you. Think about it. If you're on the stage and you're a Democrat candidate and you stand up there and you got two minutes to talk and you talk about why Donald Trump sucks, we know he sucks. We can see he sucks. We need to know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, no, we exactly. Need to know, we need to know what are you going to do differently. Or we, like That was Hillary's whole thing. Vote for me because I'm not Donald Trump. Joe Biden said the same thing. Then the re- the only reason it's gonna work is because people got to experience Donald Trump and they said, all right, all right, all right, all right, you got it, bro. You're right, you're right. But at the end of the day, like if you wanted like a large like mandate to govern, you actually needed ideas. Why yep. give? Think about it. Joe Biden doesn't have the keys to the kingdom, right? Because uh, Republicans still control the Senate. Why give him the keys to the car and you don't know where he plans on driving? Yep. I have no idea where Joe Biden plans on going with this car. That is he something says, that... He says, I'm going to be the most progressive president in history. You haven't been the most progressive anything in history, not to this date. Yeah, seriously. You're not even the most progressive vice president in history. You definitely weren't the most progressive senator at any point in your tenure in Congress. And so, what do you... What, like, Joe Biden, like, he says, oh, yeah, you know, he mishandled the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, fine. Maybe you would have done something different earlier. But, Joe, once you take over on January 1st, 2020, what are you going to do differently? Is a nationwide mandate on masks really necessary? Probably not, because if you think about it, are they going to enforce it? Like, around here, Shay, we live in Northern Virginia, where we believe in masks and wearing them, blah, 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 wearing them everywhere. There's a lot of places in Southern Virginia they, they do, do not care. And none of the people do it. They're like, yeah, screw it. Who cares? The police, they'll see you without a mask. Like, they're not going to, like, someone, uh, an officer one time, he was quoted, uh, this is a couple months back. I can't remember where he was from, but he was saying, we're not the mask police. Like, you don't have a mask on. We're not going to walk up and arrest you. Like, and In maybe. In some places, they will do that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, around here, I feel like you'd get a smooth fine. I thought you'd get fined so fast your head would spin. Yeah. But, you know, in other places, it's not like that. And so you put a nationwide mask mandate out just for, like I said, folks in Montana to look at it and laugh. And the Dakotas and places like that. And if you're in, you know, the boonies in uh, Florida or Georgia or Arkansas, like. So a nationwide mask mandate, what, what is that really going to do? It's a waste of time. Well, it's also a waste of, yeah, I was going to say, because in a lot of these places, you know, you coronavirus needs to be fought at the national level as much as it does at the ground and the local level. Like, locally speaking, it was on local leaders to cancel Halloween. It was on local leaders to tell you, okay, we need to mask up. Okay, maybe it's safe for us to go to school. Maybe not. That's 
I don't know what he was going to do that was, like, super different. Like, if that makes sense. Oh, I'm going to listen to the scientists. What does that mean? The scientists, the scientists haven't called for another lockdown, right? So they've told everybody to wear their mask. And a nationwide mask mandate, whether you put it in or not, how much people wear their mask or not is totally going to be up to them and the and the local enforcement from their local government. So what what is Joe Biden going to do differently about coronavirus? How is Joe Biden going to handle taxes differently? What does Joe Biden plan on doing differently, like when it comes to Black Lives Matter? Yeah, no, I this just is don't all know. Very important. Honestly, that was the one thing, or maybe not the one thing, but one of the main things that I really liked about Bernie Sanders was I knew exactly where he stood. I knew exactly what he wanted to do. And even though I don't really feel like if he became president, he would have been able to get much of it done, he would have so much pushback. It would be a shame. But at least I knew what he wanted. And I don't sense that from Joe Biden You knew exactly, like right now, like in the case of like healthcare. Like this election wasn't even, in 2016, they say it was largely about healthcare. Yep. And... Republicans tried to repeal Obamacare twice and couldn't. Supreme Court left Obamacare standing. What is Joe Biden going to do about health care? He said, I'm going to strengthen Obamacare. Strengthen Obamacare how? You Are you going to throw more money into it? Like what? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what shape. does that mean? What? Is, how is he going to strengthen Obamacare? As opposed to you hear from Bernie, we're going to have universal health care. We're getting rid of all the health insurance companies, each and every one. I like, at least know what that means. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> everybody at least knew what Bernie was saying. And then once again, like, a lot of people think Americans are political and have an agenda. I think a lot of Americans just want change. And that's evidenced by the fact that we could go from Obama to Trump. I mean, in 2008, they elected Obama with a super majority in the Senate. He talked about change. In 2016, what was Donald Trump? He was the new change. In 2010, what was the Tea Party? They were the new change. In 2018, the new Democratic, uh, the Justice Democratic wave in 2018, that's the new change. They say the AOC and friends doubled in size this election. I can't believe that Donald Trump ever became the president. Honestly. Like, that's all big change. <laughs> I mean, okay, so here's the thing. I don't think he would be president if Comey didn't do that little thing right before the election on Friday. Like, on on a Friday, he was like, we're going to open up an investigation into Miss Clinton and blah, 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 and her emails again. And then the election was on Tuesday. Americans are like, well, what to happens be fair, if we elect I didn't a really want like, gonna have to Hillary Clinton to be president either. Tim Kaine, but... You definitely, if you had a gun to your head and someone said Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, exactly. I mean, you knew what you were going to say. And here's the worst part, is Hillary specifically told me we were going to get rid of Assad. She sat there right at that debate and said, yeah, Assad has to go. And, and I'm a big believer in, you know, you know me, Shay, big believer in ending war before war ends mankind. I was not for all that. But at the end of the day, if you put a gun to my head, I would have been like, yeah, this boy Donald Trump is on something different. Like, on something far, far different. I don't know why, I don't know where the John Kasichs of the world went. And the old Marco Rubios. And like, like 
we can see where the Bernies are going. They're just being done dirty by the Democratic yeah. Party over and over again. But I'm wondering where the Republicans are that were once different. And I don't know. I guess it's a like, good question. It's like Ben Sass and Liz Cheney now. They're hiding. Dan Crenshaw. They're scared. Like you speak up, you'll get the Ben Sass treatment. Ben Sass is lucky to be back in Congress. Very, very lucky to be back. Uh, well, I guess you know it was too late for Trump to do anything. But if if he had gotten into it with Trump back in June, or oof, maybe before like his primary or something, that would have been. He wouldn't have been back in Congress. He wouldn't have been back at all. And so, the last thing I'm going to leave you all with. As far as the election goes, Shay, do you have any closing thoughts on it? No, that's pretty much all. The last thing I'm going to leave you all with is to stay safe out there. Because, like I said, Lou Dobbs, literally on Fox News, told Republicans, like, go straight to Philly. Do not pass go. And like I told you about my, uh, my Republican insider, he was saying that everybody he's talked to in his town... They don't believe it's legitimate. They said that the they said these results are illegitimate. Donald Trump was cheated, and we need to. And I'm wondering, all right, if these results are illegitimate, why would they leave a Republican Senate in if like Democrats had fixed the election? Why would they lose seats in the House and leave the Republican Senate in just to get rid of Donald Trump? Maybe to make it more believable. I just first and foremost, <laughs> that's the part that's unbelievable for me. I would have rather you voted straight Republican than voted Joe Biden and then a Republican Congress. Maybe they didn't. I would have rather you voted like vote Maybe straight Democrat, vote straight to Republican. Do that part. They only vote did straight the Libertarian. Part. Like, nah, it's just it's a bunch of foolishness. He said, he said his people can't be convinced. I said no. That's so wild. He said I tried to talk to them. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it. <laughs> He said, I'm going to have to spend the next four years explaining it to him. I was like, boy, boy, oh boy. Can you imagine if no one ever accepted the results of the election? Oh, that's the thing. I think that if Trump would have won, Democrats would have, don't get me wrong, they probably would have, I mean, I don't want to say Democrats, like as in all Democrats, but I guess, you know, I've been saying Republicans and all Republicans. I might as well just keep going. Don't get me wrong. Democrats are definitely going to riot if Donald Trump won. They were definitely going to tear some stuff up. There's not a doubt in my mind. But just like with the whole Russia thing, eventually they would have moved on at some point. At some point. That being said, we got a really good poli-sci question. Shane, I'm going to let you answer. Should my religion factor in my vote oh well hmm so i would say yes and yes so it's like not everybody is religious if you're not religious obviously you're not going to decide anything based on religion but whatever you feel in your heart is right if that's a religion, great, awesome, vote with that, because that's who you are. Um, I personally, I vote more based on my social understanding, my understanding of ethics, 
more than anything else. I, I believe in doing what is right. In a way, I guess you could call that religious, but it's not tied to anything. But I vote with that. So why would someone that has a moral compass or has a conscience or has a spiritual tie to something not vote with their understanding of what is right? I actually agree with you wholeheartedly. I was just thinking to myself, well, what would you say to somebody who says separation of church and state? And I was like, oh, I absolutely believe in the separation of church and state. Well, I mean, I was thinking to myself, separation of church and state is something the state told you. It's not something your religion told you. So once again, like, if you're, let's say, let's make this the easiest example and the example that they're obviously probably talking about. I'm a Christian, and I don't believe in games that gay people should be getting married, and I don't believe in abortion or none of that, blah, blah, blah. Should my religion factor in my vote? Sure. Why not? If your religion is that big of a part of your daily life, it should. But don't forget the other parts of your religion, you know? That's the one thing. I think that's something that gets me is how, you know, some folks are, you know, they're the religious type of conservative, but then they're not the, you know, give to the poor, take care of people, love thy fellow man type of conservative. And so I don't know. I've, I've met a lot. I've met, I've met a lot who, you know, have different views and I've met some who even say like, yeah, we need to do a better job taking, uh, taking care of the poor and whatnot. But no, my point is, is should your religion factor in your vote? If you think it should, you should vote with your conscience. That's, that's what I would tell people. If you feel guilty, uh, voting the way you did, you probably shouldn't have voted that way. And that includes if, if you vote for Joe Biden, you're like, yeah, I felt guilty about it, blah, blah, blah. You probably shouldn't have. If you felt guilty voting for Trump, you probably shouldn't have done that neither. And so, uh, should religion play a factor in your vote? Me personally, my religion plays a factor in my personal life. I don't, you know, push it on other people, right. you know, like for example, if I were to get a girl pregnant tomorrow, I wouldn't even tell her what to do unless she asked me what I thought. And then from there, I'd be like, well, I was thinking maybe, you know, you could have the kid, we could get married, you know, be a family, be responsible, X, Y, Z. But does that does that kind of make sense? Like, it I'm, does. I'm not really going to be one to be like, because I think this, you all should think this too. But No, of, of course. And I want to extend that just a little bit. Uh, so that's kind of where my idea of separation of church and state actually comes from, is you can vote based on your religion. That's totally fine. What that obviously influences your opinions and your thoughts and the way that you see ethics as well as the way that you see social policy. So no matter what, you are going to vote based on your religion. I think that's kind of normal. That said, I don't think that anything religious should be mandated. And that's where the actual separation of church and state should really come from. They cannot make me celebrate Christmas. I think that's wrong. Not to say that that's a big issue, but but they they can't do that just as much as they so like birth control. Just because 
Catholics don't believe in birth control doesn't mean we can outlaw birth control. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What if they think... A Catholic business, I could understand not giving birth control to their employees because they don't believe in that. It's a private business. I could understand that, but that's on them. That's not really on the government to decide what businesses do. Unless they're accepting government subsidies. Ooh, In that case, good point. You better, you better do point. exactly. When the government says jump, you better say how high, big dog. Yes, when sir. Can I stop, boy? Nah. Um, all right, what if they think abortion is murder? What if they say, like, well, it, out of my religious viewings, I just think, like, it's wrong. So, what, a business says that? No, a person says that. A person says that. They say like that they say out that, outside of their religious? Not, yeah, they say that, like, forget my religion. I'm looking. That's an unborn life. And you ended it. And you terminate a life that was going to be lived. And you wrong for that. So that's their opinion. Why wouldn't they be able to vote with that? Okay. I like that. Do you agree with that? Do I agree with that opinion? Yeah. I believe that it's not really – so it's, it's difficult. So I definitely believe in the right to choose. I absolutely believe in the right to choose. That said, I don't believe that it's not killing something. I, I absolutely understand that that is, in fact, what it is. Um, but it's, you know, necessary the same way that other things can be necessary. If it's really going to destroy your life in any way or if it's really just something that you are not comfortable going through, no one can force you to go through that. I agree. No, I think um, it's the right to kill something within yourself right yeah correct i think i think that's it so i was asking someone this earlier when is it that they start to feel pain because at that moment that's when i personally would start to feel guilty that's an excellent question i think somewhere between 10 and 20 weeks is that so i think I don't know. That that would be an interesting I've question. I've been asked that before, and I looked it up, and I, if I remember right, that, that was around the time frame where I was like, hmm. hmm I mean, it's I a heartbreaking maybe. topic. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not, like, it's, not, it's not the most <laughs> fun thing to talk I mean, about, yeah, man. Yeah, like, I mean, well, okay, so for me, I kind of take the more the Pete Buttigieg route. Everybody knows what's best for them. And it's obvious that nobody who got an abortion was like, yay, I'm getting an abortion. Right. This is the happiest day of my life. I'm finally getting one. Like, Correct. So it's one of those things where it's like if somebody needed to, they prob- or somebody did, they probably did so because they needed to or they felt like that was the right path for them. And No, absolutely. And they should I think that's a good op- way to put it. They should have the option to take said path. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Pete Buttigieg. Another another example of how Democrats could have done better at the top of the ticket. But no, no joke. Let's get some. As we say, we're here, we're we're here. We're where we are. So we might as well be where we are and try to be excited about it. I suppose. You know, let me ask you this, and this is just an interesting one, just to toss at you. And I don't know how you're gonna handle it, but a wise man brought up the fact that if. A woman decides she doesn't want to be a parent. She gets an abortion and she's not a parent. But if a man decides they don't want to be a parent 
they're stuck with child support payments until the child is 18. Do you believe in child support payments? Oh, man. I can't believe you just asked me this question. I got asked that. I said, can I Uh have a second to run through things and really think about it for a second? I was like, okay. I was like, let me think. I was like, there's got to be... There's got to be something there that I'm, like, missing. I'm like, really you... mad that you phrased it the way that you did. Right? That's how it was phrased to me. It was a quick <laughs> fastball. I said, oh, that boy came right by me. I said, put another one over the nah, that's, Give that's me another a, shot at it. That is a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> that is asking me to answer that a specific way. Let me reframe this question. Oh, is there? I mean, like I said, <laughs> let the me way that re- they let me reframe like, this question. Wow. Was like, let me reframe this question. Like, let me reframe this question to: Does a man who gets a woman pregnant have any responsibility over that child? So, <laughs> I would argue yes, they have responsibility over the child should the woman decide to bring it into the world. Just because they are not within themselves feeling as though they want to be responsible, that's not really their... Well, what if they say financially they can't afford it? A woman says, I'm getting an abortion because I can't take care... I don't have the resource to take care of a kid. What if they say the same thing? Hey, I don't have the resource to shade. I don't have the resource to take care of a kid right now. I mean, I... (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Look, so the problem is, like, if I were to have a kid, I wouldn't be able to afford it right now. (laughs) Like... So like, saying, my life would be <laughs> totally screwed up if that were the case. And I'm, like, taking it a little personally where I'm like, well, what would I do? But the reality is you have to own up. <laughs> like, you got to do it. You got you to gotta be the, the bigger person. You got to be responsible. And as much as, like, yeah, it's probably going to be a life shock, that doesn't mean, like, look – We've been warned since day one to use protection. If you weren't willing to do that, you knew what was going to happen. If you weren't willing ain't to pull out, the truth. you knew what was going to happen. Wow. Just because she truth. says, no, don't, doesn't mean you should. <laughs> no, nah, I had, uh, you said, just because she said, don't stop, doesn't mean. <laughs> I said, you have to stop, big dog. Look, you know, man. You know. <laughs> like, I said, you need to take a breather. Like, no, you're exactly right. That's exactly the answer. You're the one who didn't wrap it up. <laughs> you you put yourself in this dumb scenario. Like, I don't know. No, they, uh, they asked me that question. They were like, how can it be equal when a woman can decide, like, up, oh, made a mistake. I don't want to be a mother. And then she's not. And no responsibility. But a man, on the other hand, that's a good point, though. You if you don't want to be a father, get a vasectomy. Get a vasectomy. <laughs> Let's go. Like, <laughs> no, I'm I'm here for your I'm here for your energy. <laughs> Once again, I will say this much: I can see where they're coming from. I can see how it's unfair. But I'm not saying that it's fair. But you know what? A lot of stuff isn't fair. Yeah, so. that's exactly what I was about to say. But just like most things in life. It all ain't going to be fair, and quite frankly, we all can't just, we can't unilaterally make it fair. So, it's one of those examples. So, 
should men have to pay child support payments if they don't want to? Should you just be able yes. to waive your child support payments? <laughs> no, they should have to pay. Like, boy. <laughs> so like, wild. Boy, oh boy. Like, Can you imagine <laughs> if people just stop paying child support? <laughs> like, wow. That's, because it's wrong? That's that's mighty. That really is something. Can we count that for the virtual dating plus today and just. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Why did you have a good one for virtual dating plus? We're only at fifty two. We could keep going. I was gonna say we got. I mean, it is a welcome back episode, and we we got asked a tough one, and I honestly don't have an answer for it. I was just gonna sit here and be like, "Well, big dog, if you don't know, I don't know either." Like, they asked virtual dating plus, how to know if they're the one? <laughs> oh, 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 man. Okay, how to know if they're whoa. Um, I'm gonna let you start this one. What do you What do you think? Didn't I just say something about not knowing? Like, oh, what, man. what kind of person just throws it back to you after you said I can't catch? Like, um, <laughs> I think for starters, as you get older, you, I think that there's a point where you know you've never felt like this before, and the truth be told. That might occur in high school. You might be like, oh, I'm with this person. This person makes me feel a way I've never felt before. Or you might be 35 and be like, I've been with X number of people. I've dated this number of people. I've done this and done that. But I don't know. There, I mean, I think one of the ways that I would know it's the one isn't that you want to do crazy special stuff like like you're not like oh i want to take them to the beach and i want to take them to the world's fanciest dinner and i want to put a crown on their head i think that that one is the one instead of you wanting to do special things with them it's someone who makes everything you do special so, for example, like when you normally you wake up, right? And normally you just wake up. But with them, waking up with next to them is something special. Or like y'all are in the bathroom, y'all are brushing your teeth together or something wild. Like, and, you know, like brushing your Aren't teeth. Aren't you isn't a just, sweetheart? Brushing <laughs> your teeth isn't just brushing your teeth anymore. Like, or, you know, you're going to work thinking about them and like driving to work. Like, it's someone who changes. It's someone who doesn't make you want to have special days. It's someone who makes your average day special. That's that's that, that's that's what I'm gonna come up with. That's gonna be my answer. Yep, I answered it. <laughs> yep, you answered it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> on my feet, on my toes. They didn't know I could I do mean, that. I like, mean, I would say that's really sweet. Um, I wouldn't quite go that route. I mean. Look, special relationships are great. Having like just that that perfect relationship where you don't even have to do anything and you guys are together and it, it's, you know, it's like it could last an eternity. That's all wonderful. But, you know, that can just be, uh, what do they call that? Infatuation. Easily. It can just be, you know, a really pleasant I really like being with this person. It doesn't matter what they do, what we do. 
And yeah, that's a really nice place to be in, but that's not necessarily the one. It just means that you found something that you're really connected with, which is great. The one, I would argue, I would prefer if they like got me, right? Like if they understood me. But even if it's not that, I feel like the one is a person that's going to seek to understand you over the course of time. A good partner, someone that you can actually truly rely on that also relies on you. Someone that you are actually good for that is actually good for you, if that makes sense. That's the one. No, it does. I was just thinking to myself, you know how like you tell someone I love you? Yeah. Have you ever told someone I'm infatuated with you? No. Like you just Why would you ever them? say that? And it's so awkward. Like, <laughs> 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 no, I was just thinking to myself, low key, like that. That might have to be the new wave. I, I'm not sure that I love you yet. Like, like someone says, like think about, it, like, when's the, what's the earliest you've had someone say I love you? I don't know, probably like twelve. Twelve what? Tw- wait, what do you mean? What's the earliest oh, like oh, like prob- two weeks oh, in okay. like? The first night, oh, like, okay, what are we see. talking about here? Like, <laughs> help me, help me help you. <laughs> you said, I don't know, 12 was the first time someone told me they loved me. Like, yeah, that's boy, what I like. thought you meant. But no, okay. So probably, I don't know, maybe three, four weeks in because they're crazy. Because they're not. <laughs> like, but did you think like, okay, so were they? they were just infatuated with you, right? Yeah, I think I probably knew that, but I was cool with that. (laughs) But yeah. I was just thinking to myself, maybe that's a thing that needs to be normalized. I'm infatuated with you. I'm not in love with you, but I really love being with you in this moment. People definitely need to be taught more about their feelings. Yeah, the difference between infatuation and love. I think that's really the next wave. Like, if I had to be at all a part of the education system and actually the direction of where it goes i would want to um help people inform or help people learn like emotional intelligence dude that would be so important so many like classes like okay so that's actually something we've started doing i was just about to go in and i was like okay well actually we've started doing that on like a very like low basic level but i do only teach elementary so that might but that's be, where that it's might important. Why it's so, that's that where might it be needs why it's to so start. Basic. Yeah, well, I mean, like, in the sense, like, the things, like, we're talking, like, infatuation versus love. Like, I feel like that's, like, a little bit much for, like, fourth graders. I don't think but so. For fourth graders, I, I disagree. I well, think right now that, we're a, like, a fourth, about... fifth grader should be able to understand. They just start having girlfriends, boyfriends at, like, fifth, sixth grade now, dude. Like They do start having <laughs> – oh, one of my – Wait till this podcast is over. I'm about to get mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I was going to say, right now we're doing things like how to figure out if you're sad, how to identify what's bothering you, how to talk about your feelings, like how to Dude, like address those things. Like That's like, so important. Statements. Yeah, th- that's what I say. We're doing important things, too. We're doing like more. Dude, hey, I know adults who point. can't figure that out, man. <laughs> like, I'm sad. Well, why are you sad? Why are you sad, sweetheart? I don't know. I'm just sad. Dude, like, it, God, do you have any idea how sometimes it's hard? It's hard. 
<laughs> to figure out why you're sad. I get that. I'm not gonna lie to you, Shane. If I ever, if I ever say how are you doing, you say I'm sad, and I ask why are you sad, you say I don't know. I'm gonna walk out of here. That's the number one. That might be my number one pet peeve. I. Said I'm sad. I have no idea. Why Depression I'm sad. strikes I'm hard, sad, man. man. Like sometimes you're just sad. Nah, I, I I'd sit with you. I'm here. For, I'm here for you, Shane. It's appreciated. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for you. If you just say, I'm here for you. No. No, that's my. That's so my is least the bottle answer. of wine. Or what's uh? You'd be like, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> I would never have that exact conversation with you. you, you, you go, oh, I don't know. Nothing. Actually, I, I, I might have that conversation with you. That's it might happen. Right. <laughs> but. All right. So let's do this. Let's end this a different kind of way. Instead of a rundown, it's a special episode, right, about the election. So instead of doing that, I want to talk about the end of last month. We we're transitioning. Life is beautiful how you transition. We're transitioning from October to November. It's no longer spooky season. It's the Thanksgiving is, season. When is it Christmas season? So first. No, it's not. Wait. To close. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's two questions. Two different questions. We're going to talk about October 1st because that's what just ended. What's the best slasher of all time? Who's your favorite killer like all who's right. your favorite ah, i'm actually excited for this question all right oh god all right my favorite guy has to be my man's michael myers oh i was just on the you said anybody other than michael i was gonna boo you <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was so close Halloween, to booing you i almost dude. booed you on accident <laughs> <laughs> halloween is the greatest slasher that's ever been written. It's so I cheesy. It. It's so on the nose. The theme song is perfect. And wasn't oh it the God. first one? It was the first and the second. Like, that then were all like, I'm saying, like, is wasn't it the first slasher? Like, it came out before Freddy. It came out before Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff, right? It did. I think. I want to say that. Jason may have been first. All right. Well, Jason's scared of water, so I'm not trying to hear none of that. Like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, also, Jason wasn't even the killer in the first movie. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's the wildest part. A spoiler man. alert. Excuse me. <laughs> but, Crazy but stuff. I think that they were either both in the late 70s or Jason is late 70s. So Jason might be first. But Michael Myers is better, for sure, than Jason Voorhees. Yeah, like you said, Jason was my first killer. Boy is scared of water. That boy, Freddy Krueger, what if you can lucid dream? Like, you know how you can control your dreams? Oh, you'd screw him up. What if you learn up? a lucid dream? Like, yeah, like, you mess him up. Like, what's wrong with you? Michael Myers, only thing you can do is run. The only thing scary about Freddy... Uh, there's actually really nothing that's scary about Freddy, but the only thing really only scary, thing about, scary Freddy about Freddy is what he can do to you, I suppose. Like, he can turn you into a puddle of blood. Like, I guess that's, you know, terrifying, but... I, I mean, thought just... you were going to say the only thing scary about him was his face! Oh! <laughs> like, the... So, yeah, so we're in agreement. Mikhail Myers. Yep. 
All right, who's second? Ghostface. Ghostface is my man's. Second, I'm gonna Scream. have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with that boy Chucky. Okay, Chucky's a good choice. Chucky is a good choice. Boy, Chucky, like you'd be looking at your kid's toy and be like, "That don't sit right with me, bro." There's something about that doll that just don't sit right. Like, next thing you know, you wake up and it's on top of you with a knife. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that in a second. You said who do you like third? Hmm, third for a slasher. Oh, it's hard to say, man. There's so many good Does ones. Does Norman Bates count? Oh, um, Chainsaw? No, Norman Bates from uh, Psycho. The Alfred Hitchcock movie? I guess you could count him. That nutty man? Like, yeah, I might have to go with him. Yeah, that's Mother, fair. Mother, there's so much blood. Like, wait, what? That's the, if you think about it, that's the reverse uh, Jason. Oh, uh, you know who I have to pick? I have to pick Mila Kunis in American Psycho 2. Oh, I haven't seen the second American Oh, movie dude. She's so good. American Psycho 1 is fantastic as well. They're both yeah. like, oh, God, I could choose honestly either one of them. They're both great. <laughs> like, Mila Kunis, she's married to Ashton Kutcher still, right? Is she? I didn't know I that was so. a real thing. I that thought that is. was fake. I was what? Like, straight <laughs> off that 70s show. I'm no. in love, like, I'm so happy for Mila that, Kunis, like. yes. I know. Seriously. But. All right. So best slasher of all time. So we're closing the month on, of October. That's the end of spooky season. Until next September. We're starting spooky season early. And you know why we're starting spooky season early? Because we're starting Christmas early, too. Ugh. That's right. Someone asked, is it okay to play Christmas music starting November 1st? And the answer Shane, is no. You're wrong. <laughs> and you're wrong for that. Like, you're wrong. You're telling people no, how to live your lives. You you're cannot them how to live it play, wrong, too. You, you can't play ashamed. Christmas music until Thanksgiving. Everybody knows that. You First and foremost, is Thanksgiving even a holiday anymore? I heard Black Friday took it over. Like. <laughs> Doesn't Look, all the stores open at like twelve noon on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is the most important holiday of the, the stores, year. That's not Halloween. The stores used to hold on. The stores used to wait until they used to have the decency to wait until the end of football at like eleven. They would open up, right? You remember when we were kids, eleven. Yep. The stores open up at noon now. They said, "Forget your meal, forget the football, come see us." Look, just because don't be thankful for anything. Come buy more. Come whoop somebody's tails over some new stuff. Like Just because private business has forgotten and capitalism has forgotten the American values in our country doesn't mean that we as an American people need to forget. And first off, we shouldn't be calling it Thanksgiving. Also, by the way, it should what be. What should we be calling it? Um, at least it should be. Um, what is it? Oh, God. Indigenous Peoples Day. For one, Isn't that works. That's Columbus Day. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah, well there should be a wrong. second one. Don't get me wrong. There should be a no, second one. Thanksgiving's definitely, uh, definitely up there as far as sla a slap in the face to Native American people. So you're definitely right about that. No, it, it is. It absolutely is. I don't think we should be celebrating that. I think we should, one, be having a second Indigenous Peoples Day. But... For two, we need to have another day that's not Christmas that breaks up our wintery, folly kind of season just to like chillax, to be with family, to make sure everyone gets together, to have a meal. Like it's important. 
I'm not. I don't believe in none of that. None of that at all. You said Thanksgiving. We need to get together. First and foremost, you should be trying to get together with your people any day you can. And every day that you're alive is a day you should be thankful. Now, as far as Thanksgiving goes, you said it was corporate America. Listen, those stores aren't empty when they open on noon, okay? People are waiting outside. I used to work at GameStop, okay? That's because of the, the deal. Two years ago, they opened at 3. And when I Look, showed up at new- 2... There is a line of 150 people That's out there. That's the new at a Thanksgiving minimum, tradition. all the way around. You know how, like, it's uh, right there, wrapped all the way down the street on that, like, uh, little uh, Kingstown Village Parkway or whatever. It was shameful, to say the that, least. No, that there that's... Many- that there were that many people out there on Thanksgiving. Dude, that's the Thanksgiving tradition. You eat your meal, and then you go be at, with the masses. Two? Yeah. You're out there at two. Yeah, why not? Waiting in Anyone line. that Who can be. Who knows how long they've been waiting, right? Yeah, and then come back for dinner. And then come back Or for come dinner. after dinner. Like I said, that's not the, the Thanksgiving I knew. We grew up, Shane, and you grew up this way, too. That's why I'm mad you're out here trying to, trying to <laughs> do whatever I just don't like Christmas do. music. We that's the to, real <laughs> We used to throw a football around during the day, right? Mom, yeah. Moms would be cooking Thanksgiving meals. Sons would be out there with know, their dads. I know that's exactly what I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving Day this year. What, throwing a football? Throwing a football at my mom's house. You know it. There you go, <laughs> I'm going to go visit mama, like straight up. I'm, I'm about that energy. I th- I'll throw a football with you. Word. Yeah, I'll you're going to be right there. Like, <laughs> let's make it happen. I'll run some routes. But, yeah, you're wrong for telling people how to live their lives. But the worst part about it is you're telling them to live their lives wrong. Let me tell you something about Christmas music. You're out here. I don't like Christmas music. Christmas music has the world in love with each other. You know, on Christmas in 19, what Christmas was it, 1915? makes me angry. Huh? <laughs> like, you know what? Christmas during World War One. The sides stopped fighting, and they came together, and they shared some eggnog and some whiskey, and they sang carols. And that's a beautiful thing. Like I said, you're out here. If you want to fall in love with the world early, that's a beautiful thing. You go ahead and do it. Uh, that being said, Shade, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, no. I mean, other than no Christmas music until Thanksgiving. Start it. That... Start it on All right, November. You know what? If I if I have to compromise, second week of November, that would be the first time, because we started doing spooky season second week of September, right? Yeah, or third we started week getting of ready for spooky season. Yep. Early. Yep. So if you want to do it early, you got to wait at least a little bit of November. That way I can at least get the spooky season out of me. I've been listening to creepypastas all this past week, and I would like to continue doing it all next week as so well. So you're the type, what you're saying is that if you really like Christmas a lot, you'd listen to Christmas music until Valentine's Day. You Ugh, personally. Not until Valentine's <laughs> Day. I mean... I don't think the creepy pastas are going anywhere for a long time for you, big fella. <laughs> you look like you found something you're really, really into. And no sleep, no sleep is going to get you. You might not be done with spooky season until St. Patrick's Day. I right? might not be done with spooky season at all. <laughs> it might be spooky season 24 hours a day. That being said, we'd like to thank you all for joining us tonight on the fireside. We don't expect a official election result. It's election season. We're celebrating. It's election season. It's a whole season. And you can celebrate this one until Thanksgiving. 
That being Ooh. said, thank you for joining us. It's 86.5 The Vibe. It's your boy, Jackie C. And Shade. And his boy, Shady V. Like, we loved having you. We hope to see you again tomorrow night, Shane. We'll grace the people again. You know it. Grace them with our presence. It's like, nah, y'all are gracing us with your presence. Hope y'all are having a wonderful day. Staying calm in this election season. Just remember, you were fine under four years of Trump. And you were fine under four years of Obama. And I think you'll be fine under four years of whoever is the president for the next four. Whether it's Trump, Biden, Jorgensen, Kamala Harris, Pence. You're going to be okay. You always are. And you always will be. Just keep believing. Thank you.